Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. And they kicked out of bounds by L.A. Minnesota with a quick throw-in. Cross on the left side. Shot by Reynoso. He scores! Reynoso, left side, scores, and Minnesota has drawn even. To the right, Metonaire. Pushed ahead to Jan Grey Goose. Grey Goose grabbed, pulled, run through it. Jan chipping it across. In front, here's a shot. They score! Hassani Dotson with a Minnesota goal! In extra time, Minnesota ties it up in L.A. Are you kidding me? What a ball by Hassani Dotson. What a ball indeed, Dan Terrar. Jonathan Harrison here alongside Dan Terrar for a loon call after a 2-2 draw for Minnesota out in L.A. Means they get seven points out of their last three matches. Those three matches were against Seattle, against Portland, and out at LAFC. A stunning set of three games for Minnesota. Not the prettiest one tonight. <laughs> they remain stubborn as hell, and they get one point out of L.A., Dan. Yeah, stubborn as hell is right. It was one of those nights where you just... You know, at first you thought, oh, they're going to lose this one, and then they're going to, well, they, they tied it up, and you thought, okay, well, we'll get a point out of here maybe. And then when they go down 2-1, to one, I didn't think there was any chance they were getting a point out of, uh, out of L.A. So, yeah, they, they, they battled. They, they stayed in it. They got some huge saves out of Tyler Miller to stay alive, and, uh, and they get an extra time goal. I mean, I guess you just, again, you take your points, take your point and get the hell out of there. Absolutely. If you're hearing things in the background, we're at Allianz Field. They're doing the drone racing league right now. Mm-hmm. And so they're doing PA announcements before they start their drones now that the game's over, which is interesting. It's a cool setup. It looks Why, cool. But the, the, it's late. Why are they doing this now? Because it looks cooler at night. Oh. <laughs> okay. So then these guys sleep you, all day. You old people wouldn't understand. I don't have a drone. <laughs> Neither do I. Don't okay. worry. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm too old for that. All right. Uh, all right. Getting back to the game. Um Let's talk about some of the substitutions they had to make. Chase Gasper goes out in the 18th minute. DJ Taylor comes in, and he had to go up against Diego Rossi and Carlos Vela. That's not the easiest match, but just like the previous three performances by him, he performed really well. He hung in there pretty well, yeah, and they're tough. I'm surprised that L.A. hasn't got a better record than they do. Um, uh, I think we've seen why. Vela and Rossi, and and they're... You watch Carlos Vela, and he's on the right side, then he's on the left side, and then he's dropped back in the middle. That guy is everywhere. Yeah. He is hard to defend, and Rossi is just, you know, just strong. He's just, he's he's a, th- those two up front uh, are really good, and I think we know why. I think they, they're banking on a young 20-year-old goaltender who, by the way, made some great saves yeah. tonight, um, but there's not much experience on the pitch. Uh, Vela is uh, 32 years old. Everybody else in the lineup is 22, 23, 24 years old. So this is a very young L.A. football club, and I think that's probably their biggest problem right now. So if we're if we're talking about the substitution Minnesota had to make due to injury, mm-hmm. we don't know why LAFC made the substitution to take Mario off. We would think it's it's injury because you don't take your one true center back off. They played a five three two tonight that featured one true center back and then a mm-hmm. bunch of fullbacks, and I think that actually ended up it ended up hurting. Them. 
I, I mean, think, they, yeah. Minnesota were able to find some space between those all three of those fullbacks and. Tristan Blackman, he's the one who's he's probably the most experienced of those three guys who's played center back the most out of those three. Mm-hmm. But he's probably generally more of a right back. But they that seemed to hurt LAFC in the second half. Well, we know from watching what happens when you lose, um, you know, over the years, even here, you lose a uh, a Michael Boxel, you lose a Bucky DeBassi. Um, Ike Parra when he played, uh, you, you lose a player like that, and and the communication changes, and it, it's something that you can't just flip a switch very often and not lose some of your uh, some of your shape and your structure defensively. And so I think putting a guy back there that normally doesn't play there, all of a sudden your communication changes, and and uh, they never really adjusted. So yeah, I agree with you. I think that did have some impact on Minnesota scoring two goals. All right, for Minnesota, they didn't look good at all in the first half. Their passing was all over the place. They couldn't find, they couldn't connect passes if their life depended on it, it seemed like. They just couldn't control possession. They couldn't string together any amount of play in that first half. But they somehow turned it around in the second half. They start to get their passing a little bit better, but they still had, they didn't have a whole lot of possession, but they made it count. They, they, when, you know, they, as I said late in the match, I said, well, you know, you haven't been playing very well. You've had very little possession time. All you want is a chance. And yep. Ethan Finlay got a chance at must have been early in extra time. And it was like he couldn't put it by the goaltender. That was one of the biggest saves of the match, maybe the save of the match by Romero. And I really thought, okay, they're not going to get another chance. That was the one chance to get a draw. <laughs> and then, you know, Jan Grey Goose runs through some intended fouls, um, throws a ball across. I was stunned because I looked up at the top of the 18 and the ball went past Brent Coleman. <laughs> and I thought, what is, you know. Late in the match, you don't wow. expect Brent Coleman to be up there. At any time in the match, except on a corner enough. kick. Yeah. And it got by him, and then Hassani put a quick touch on it and then blasted a shot around the defender yeah. into the back of the net, and it was just amazing. So I didn't think they'd get that chance. I thought the, the Finlay chance was, was the last uh, opportunity they would get. <laughs> you know, it just it takes an opportunity, and they got one. Yeah, Young Gregor's putting the ball up in the up into the the attacking third for Minnesota late in this one in the ninety fifth minute, and we'll get to why we got to ninety five minutes well, out of three minutes of stoppage time. Yeah, but second. what I want to say about that, if you if you see the goal, look at how few LAFC players are back. Yeah, basically Coleman and uh, and and Hassani Dotson were one on one. And there was no one else around. Yeah, and we mentioned that during the broadcast yep. is that LAFC were because of who they had on the field. You look at their yeah. midfield; they had Jose Sifuentes and Latif Blessing. Those guys were going to get forward. Edward Atuesta was probably going to stay back a little bit more, but he's still going to get forward. Then you look at their wingbacks, Palacios and Kim. Those two guys got forward a lot. And then before Maria went out, Blackman and Farfan were also getting forward. They were sending everyone yeah. forward. And you're, you're, you're leading 2-1 to one in extra time at home, and you don't have anybody back? Yeah. It was just weird. So anyway, um, it was a transition goal, but you still I don't care. It's, you know, you've got to have guys back there. But, yeah, yeah I, in L.A. might look at it and go, this should never have gotten to 2-2. Two, two. No, it, it definitely shouldn't have. And I will leave why it got to the 95th minute for what grinds your gears, because I think I know what grinds your gears on this one. <laughs> well, I'm pretty easy to read. And, <laughs> no, After actually, that one. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about uh, Hassani Dotson. You mentioned it in the post-match show. You thought he had a great game. So did I. He was all over the midfield. 
uh, stopping, stopping, just clogging up the midfield for yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, and we we talked about it beforehand with this formation Minnesota was in, and and the three defensive mids with Trap, Dotson, and Greg. And uh, um, uh, why am I drawing a blank now? Greg Goose uh, came on for Hayes for uh, Jacory Hayes, and I thought out of that three trio, I thought. Late. That Hassani we'll, we'll was going to be the guy that was going to push up and we'd see more offensive output out of because he has a great shot. He can put the ball in the net, and, and he turns out scoring the goal. But even before he scored that goal, I really thought that um, he played really well, and, and I think I mentioned uh, in our post game on air, uh, I want to see more Hassani Dotson. I, I want him in there. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. This, this, kid's, this kid, and he's young. He's inexperienced. He's only going to get better. We... Going to the next topic here, we talked about on Monday night for Loon Talk, our big question, or one big question was, is Emmanuel Reynoso doing too much? And that was based off of him dropping back too mm-hmm. far. Tonight, he was perfect. He did he did everything he needed to do. He was starting as the left wing, so he had, he had the ability, he had the space, because there was no true number 10 in there. He had the space to tuck in and stay out wide, whatever he wanted to do there. And he gets on the he gets on the score sheet because he takes down a Robin Lud pass, gets around Marco Farfan, and just absolutely blasts one past uh, Romero for the first goal for Minnesota United. But he did what he needed to do tonight. Yeah, he was you know you he knew was still he, a little sloppy, but he did yeah, everything he you would have wanted him to do as he, that left wing. He still turned over that ball way too much, um, and the whole team did in yeah. the first half particularly. But you know he had more space out there. And I think it threw his game off when Chase went out. Yeah. Because all of a sudden now he's got a completely different guy he's looking to, to push the ball wide to. And it, it was a little bit odd. Um, I, do, I still like him better in the middle. Um, I think they've just got to find a way to to keep him pushed up forward even when he's playing in that true number 10 spot. But um, he get, I hope this goal that he got um, – kind of gets his confidence back up where it should be and and even adrian heath said this is a guy that should score 10 goals a year at least and yeah. and so i hope this gets him off on a run and he scores some uh, consistent points here yeah down the rest of the way absolutely we won't keep people too long because it is late here uh tuesday or wednesday night now into thursday morning at this point if you're just catching up loons secure a 2-2 draw out in la against lafc a very late draw at this one 95th minute equalizing goal by Hassani Dotson. Dan, let's get to it. What grinds your gears? <laughs> there were a couple tonight. The, the one with it's a reoccurring theme and that was when uh they called a foul just outside the Minnesota 18 as uh, Diego Rossi took a horrible flop that you know and, and I, you can't always blame the referee cuz depending on what angle he's at, he can't tell. Yeah. But we have this thing called VAR and I, and I don't know why it would take two seconds for the VAR ref to see that this was not a legitimate foul call and that there was a, there was a, a dive taken by Rossi. Um, well, unfortunately, that's not one of the reasons they can use VAR. No. And, and, I wish and, it was. And but. to me, if you've got it, you should use it. You know, it seems like all these teams, as VAR uh, becomes more a part of the game, they are always using it more because if you have it and if it can help make the correct call, why not use it? But but the other one was, and this doesn't really grind my gears tonight because it actually worked out in Minnesota's favor. Us, yeah. um, but I tell you what, if I were a LA fan and be fuming, and I had Jose uh, Cifuentes 
laying on the pitch. Marco Farfan. Oh, it was Farfan. Yeah. I thought it was Cifuentes. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, Farfan laying on. That's right. You know, they, all look, they all look like they're 15 years old, all these guys. <laughs> uh, Farfan, uh, hurt or not, I don't know whether it's a legitimate injury yeah. or not. Probably not. But, um, but the trainer came on the field. Trainer came on the pitch, uh, and he ends up. You know, stalling for a long time down the pitch, and at that point, you're already in extra time, so you know that the referee has just put a stop on it. Yeah, you're just it's stopped clock, and then he and then he comes off and doesn't want to leave the pitch, which I didn't understand. There was something weird going on there. At the end of the day, he added about two and a half minutes, and that's all the loons needed of play time, and Minnesota's able to score in that amount of time. So in this case, it doesn't bother me, but I tell you what, if I was an LA fan, I would be furious because. I just don't understand the the reasoning why you would want to do that and what you expect the outcome to be. At that point, when you're uh, leading at home, you want to get it done. Just get out of there. You want yeah. you want to go home. Yeah, and uh, and he didn't. So I don't know. I think it's you know there's there's a, a tactical part of soccer that involves a lot of you know showmanship, acting, diving. And I think sometimes players get too wrapped up in that, and it becomes too important to them. And sometimes you just gotta just gotta go home. Absolutely. Uh, as we wrap up uh, loon call for the night, my final question for you: As mm-hmm. the loons secure a two-two draw, Adrian Heath keeps it now four unbeaten against Bob Bradley's LAFC. Yeah. Uh, tactical switch for Adrian Heath. Made some cup. Made some changes to the lineup. Robin Lewis starting as the number. Nine up top, the false nine. Yep. Manuel Reynoso going out to the left wing. He gets what he wants. Gets a road point. That's all you'll yep. you'll, you'll you'll be okay with taking one point on the road. Tactical masterclass or not? Um, no, no, I agree. No, I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it, did it. The job and it it worked. But I I would hope that on Saturday against Vancouver he goes back to Adrian Anu up top. And back to Robin Lode on the right side, and back to uh, Emmanuel Reynoso in the middle. Absolutely, um, I think you go back to that. That way, Vancouver is not can't even Vancouver can't get anything out of watching tonight's uh, game film in preparing for yep. Saturday's match. Absolutely, you come out back to the way you normally would be, and um, and maybe get Nico in there on the left side, and uh, Fin and and, and uh, you know Finlay played most of this match, so oh, he played maybe the whole game. So get Nico back in there on the left side, Reynoso back in the middle, and Load back on the right side. What a and, bonus it is to have so much depth. Yeah, no, I think you can put a, you can put a pretty good team on the pitch yeah. on Saturday night and not worry about people being gassed. So yeah, I, I think you go back to that, and Vancouver's going to have to deal with it. So absolutely, Dan, good stuff tonight. We will talk to you Wednesday on Score North for the match, 8.30 pre-match, 9 p.m. kickoff. Saturday. That one. Saturday, what did I say? It's Wednesday now. No, it's Thursday now. Yeah, it's Thursday You said now. Wednesday. Did I say Wednesday? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Wednesday was this yesterday. This is Thursday. Wednesday was yesterday. I don't All know All right, what day it, is. it sounds like they're starting the drone racing, so we're going to get the heck out of here as your loons secure a 2-2 draw late against LAFC. Once again, this has been the Loon Call on the Loon Talk podcast feed. You can find it anywhere you find your podcast. Remember to give us a rating, review, and a subscription. It does help us get found. You can also find our Loon Talk podcast weekly over on Score North's YouTube channel if you want to watch us talk soccer. That has been it for myself and Dan Terrar. Good night, and have a good one, Loons fans. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. 
Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.